Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for the 51st episode of the Pod Wands podcast. I'm your host, Char Char J. Jordan, on my right, we have Harith Productions. Welcome back, everyone. Hope everyone's having a great day so far. And you might be asking, hey, where's Luke once again? Uh, a few weeks ago, he was on Duel of the Ranks for an episode. They have their episodes airing at the same time as ours. And he is there again to talk about more Kenobi. But he'll be back later, so don't. Don't worry if you're uh, if you're missing him. So today we'll be talking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But so today we'll be talking about season five, episode 17, 18, 19 and 20 of the Clone Wars, which is also known as the Ahsoka leaving the order arc. Uh, A lot of tears. Uh, When I rewatched it, I was still really sad about it. Uh, Harith, what what, what, what did you think about it when you uh, rewatched the episode again? Uh, it's been a while since I've rewatched this arc. I think it's been since, honestly, since when Disney Plus relaunched and I rewatched everything before Siege of Mandalore. So I forgot a lot of things and I definitely got teary at the end as per usual. Yeah, it's, I would say it's one of the most emotional arcs in Clone Wars and maybe even the entire, enti- uh, entire franchise of Star Wars. And we're going to dive into that today. So uh, let's dive into our episode. And we're back. So, all right, let's bring in our guests for today's show. Our first guest, he is one half of Dyad in the Force. He is also the host of the High Ground Podcast. And he is one of our close friends. Let's bring in Darth Chaco. The runner up to the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, that, that's your that's your other uh, half's uh I had, I had to represent um, <laughs> there's there's three things I have to do is looking um uh, underscore gang yeah Connor <laughs> Connor Connor uh his Nicola- Nick uh, Nicholas Cage impression is just top tier so uh how you doing Chaco how you been yeah I am I'm doing great I'm excited to talk about this uh this arc this is it's such a, a deep arc and I, I do love talking about it, but um, we'll see if you guys like talking to me about it. <laughs> Sometimes I have some, some takes that other people don't necessarily agree with on it. So well, I mean, we'll, Hey, uh, you and the other two guests will each have their own individual uh, um, takes on the, on the arc and their own feelings. So, and I know one person in particular will have a lot of feelings and we're about to bring them in very shortly. So Chaco, before we bring them in, where can the good people find you on social media? Yeah, I'm Darth Chaco on TikTok, Darth Chaco on YouTube, Darth Chaco 7 on Twitter. Um, and I don't post on Instagram. I, be, I keep meaning to start, but I just forget. Um, but yeah, I also host the High Ground Podcast, which every uh, Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Also, I, as you mentioned, I'm part of the Dyad in the Force, which we have the Dyad in the Force podcast every Saturday 
at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time. So, yeah, I'm everywhere. <laughs> and we'll be at uh, Celebration 2023. Yep. And um, also a good suggestion for you for your uh, first Instagram post. Just post the picture of you and me and be like, hey, with the best pod one, you know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's in the air. <laughs> no offense, Harris. Uh, yeah, screw you, Luke. Anyway, <laughs> let's bring in our second guest today. He is the host of Too Black, Too Nerdy. He is one of the semifinalists for our trivia tournament. Let's bring in Chris at Star Wars Lawyer. I'm a lawyer on the edge. <laughs> How you doing, man? Uh, I, I'm I'm good. I, I got some feelings about this arc. I, I got some strong feelings. Yes, as I mentioned, uh, uh, I'm just excited to see what you have to say about uh, this arc. Hearing hearing you vent about it a little bit earlier, uh, I'm just excited for you to share it with all of the the viewers in the chat. But um, where can we find you on on social media? Uh, as you said earlier, uh, too black, too nerdy, wherever pods are cast, as Camilla would say, uh, you can find me in YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter at Star Wars Lawyer, all one word. All right, let's bring in our third guest today. He is one of our great friends. He is known as the Separatist Boy. He is another trivia tournament semi-finalist let's bring in pat at st pat of starfleet or st pat separatist rebel yes new handle the separatist has invaded the republic finally yes. yeah so it's st so pat of starfleet st pat no. separatist boy no. and then separatist rebel yeah like so, so uh, you can, i'm on separatist st pat underscore separatist rebel on tiktok and then i'm st pat of stars on twitter awesome I awesome I think it's uh, safe to say the Republic has died this episode. Luke is gone and the Separatists have taken over. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I, I was about to say, Pat, you must be because very excited Obi-Wan. about that. <laughs> because of Obi-Wan. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint Beat Asler, but there will not be any women today. We were supposed to have Nidra, but Nidra was unavailable. So, and our fourth and final guest, we bring back to the Pop Ones podcast his first episode was a few weeks ago and he comes back to talk about ahsoka tano let's bring in ven skywalker hello there how you doing joe ben (laughs) how about you guys good good uh how's your day been so far busy i'm glad it's over (laughs) one more day to go yeah working uh, everywhere yeah (laughs) where can uh where can we find you on uh social media uh, you guys can find me as Ben underscore Skywalker across TikTok, Instagram, although I've been lacking there, and Twitter. I just recently started. Name handle. All right, perfect. And now, so as per usual, we have a icebreaker question before we kick off the episode. And everyone in the chat, you were able to answer it as well. So the icebreaker question today is... Obviously, the arc is about Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order. That is essentially what the main topic will be about today. Uh, if you were in her shoes, what would the first thing you do with your newfound freedom be? Anyone would want to go? Take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then fi- take a nap and then yeah. go get 
some food. Just eat all the food I could because it just I have to decompress after that. Yeah, get yeah, a whole bowl of dragon fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would also be my PG answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, I'd go with the the five S's, um, right? You, you you can do this in, in any order. Uh, you you gotta <laughs> take a dump, <laughs> to sleep, grab a snack, uh, take a shot, and. Uh, Find some some uh, friendly uh, connections. Relations. Mm. <laughs> for a second, for a second, I thought you were about to say the five D's of dodgeball, but that's beyond that. <laughs> I was about to say, is that legal in Coruscant? Like, what's the drinking age of Coruscant? Hey. Well, I mean, the lower you go on the levels. I mean, hey. true. When you hit 13, 13, anything goes. <laughs> That's, Man, how old was that Godel down there who was getting down, you know? Oh, yeah, the the, the, the hoodie Godel, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Herod, what, what do you, uh, what do you, what's your, uh, what would you do in Ahsoka's shoes if, uh, if she, when she left the order? I mean, how am I supposed to follow Chaco's answer? Like, that's that's perfection. How am I supposed to like match that energy? I can't. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I was in Ahsoka shoes, I'd just become a death stick dealer. Fake it to make it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, first client is Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back to the order and rethink your life? Uh... <laughs> I mean, I would say like join the NBA, but like. Doesn't make that much. So, I mean, what about finding a ship and just getting off Coruscant? Because, like, if you're not at the temple, why are you on Coruscant? (laughs) It is pretty messed up, though. Like, they have, they aren't. I mean, they know survival stuff, but like, not unsheltered. Like, you don't have support. You can't. You don't have any money and you don't have any stuff. Like, what do you what do you do? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Darth Man eighty six in the comments said, essentially, have her play her own cho- uh, choose your own adventure game with Ahsoka, which uh, would be quite interesting. Uh, I mean, this arc really does show that, like, on the lower levels of Coruscant, they're not really in the greatest living situations. You know, they're, like they even comment on that, like, like, oh, you're living in like this nice temple. I'm living like like this. Like crummy down department that like in the middle of nowhere in thirteen thirteen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we first saw that in um, what was it the the where Padme gives her uh, speech. You know, oh, it's talking about the um, the um, the Senate murders and uh, the one with Mina Bonteri. That arc with Mina Bonteri, right? The the one where she's talking about. Yeah, the one where she's talking about, uh, you know, we don't need to fund. Yeah, we don't need yeah, to fund Chakla. more of the war oh, effort. We need to take care of our people back home. Yeah, uh, Ben said it's it's pursuit of peace. That was actually our first Grandmaster arc. Yeah, uh, I remember we had uh, Camille on that such, arc. That was a very a brilliant speech. I love that mm. speech. Yeah, and um, so uh, everyone got their thoughts out. Uh, anything you want to add about Ahsoka leaving the order? What she would do if she would become like a a golf caddy or i don't know uh 
All right. So get a sweet jumpsuit. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. she she kind of does. <laughs> she kind of does get a sweet jumpsuit when she's uh working down below and she meets the uh, Martez twins later in se- uh, the beginning of season seven. But uh, yeah, that's beyond that. Uh, let's dive into this arc. All right. So of course we have the plot summary readings and uh, Hera. God this is actually kind of funny. So God, the- God, God. I mean, I mean, God. we know actually. So the first episode of this arc is insanely short. I think this is the shortest plot summary of any episode. You got to do Godfrey. But no, Harris, I remember we there was a thread on Twitter. There's there's someone that watched our show. She was like, uh, I'm a first time viewer, but I was madly disappointed that I was told that there would be a Gilbert Gottfried reading and it was not delivered. So <laughs> you got to deliver it. Feel sad inside, you, you, but you know what? I'm here for redemption. Okay, You have to do it. You gave it to us. You can't take it away. Okay. 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 <laughs> Mm, all right <laughs> headphone all right. warning obviously <laughs> yes um yeah let me lower that all right Thank you. so season five episode 17 sabotage invasion the planet katanamoidia is under separatist attack anakin skywalker and his padawan ahsoka tano rush to the rescue as they lead a squadron of starfighters to the planet below I mean, nice. you Great. know what? <laughs> that's a good four out of five. You know what? I, I will give you a higher rating. That was a really good Godfrey. You know, that's, I think that's the highest rating I've given you so far. Are your ears four open? out of five Yagos? <laughs> four out of five Ubas? I give, it, I, I give it five Uba. male runs. Okay. <laughs> I, I was hoping five I would favorite. get four out of five Ubas, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Four out of five. Uba. Uba. <laughs> okay, so the first episode's moral is sometimes even the smallest doubt can shake the greatest belief. Which I mean that happens within a lot of people. Like just just the smallest belief. Like, I mean, if you're talking about even like court trials, like I mean, of course you would know of this, Chris. I mean, you being a lawyer, that a little bit of a, a little bit of skepticism can go a long way. <laughs> Um, uh, but so we start with this episode, they're going to Caden Amordia, uh, Anakin gets attacked by buzz droids, which is kind of funny because in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, it's the opposite where Anakin's okay, but Obi-Wan's getting hit by them. So, uh, Anakin crashes, he gets knocked unconscious, Ahsoka saves, uh, his life and they get off Caden Amordia, which is cool to see Caden Amordia, um, after reading, uh, Brotherhood mm-hmm. a month ago. And um, because you don't really see Caden Amordia very often, other than a little brief scene in Revenge of the Sith with Plo Koon and this episode. So um, I was going to ask, is this the first time we've seen the the Jedi like starfighters? Like, I think this is. The first time yes, this, this is the first have. time where you yeah. see uh, Anakin's uh, yellow starfighter. And uh, yeah, yellow so starfighter. this so the, the beginning of the episode, you see Anakin and Ahsoka working super well together to make sure that everyone is okay that um anakin ends up staying alive on obviously you know them being on the the brink of catastrophe as they always are um but i want to ask you guys why do you think it was so important for the writers of the show to show anakin and ahsoka working in tandem at the beginning of the episode gotta remind you what you got before i take it away from you Yeah, they got to build up that that sense of uh, safety. You know, we we often see 
uh, at least in the beginning, we would see Anakin and Ahsoka kind of at odds with each other because she was yeah. just just learning. And it's it's almost like, you know, when you're reading Master and Apprentice, how it starts out with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon at odds, like very not the most compatible people. But, yeah. you know, we establish Anakin has done a good job teaching her what to do. And she is responsible and she knows how to take care of things in Anakin's absence. You know, he's unconscious. <laughs> uh, so it it's just... Uh, establishing a really good baseline for how they interact together, the trust that they have for each other, um, the where uh, how their relationship has developed, and the lengths that they would go to save one another. Mm-hmm. I always like to uh, like into like a parallel to Revenge of the Sith plot-wise. We get that opening scene with Anakin and Obi Wan working in tandem together, fighting their. Um, Jedi Starfighters. They work so well all the way up to re- um, re- rescuing Chief, and then things start going south once they get back to Coruscant. Yeah. Oh, I never ben, really thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like an emphasis on like how like how much they've grown from like when we first see them up until now. Because like it was because like like Pat said like I did draw that parallel after like a few watches. And then I had the same reaction as when, as like when I saw like Anakin and Obi Wan with that like relationship. Like they're not bickering; they're like in sync with each other. And I just found that very like, it, I mean, it's always fun to see them bicker, but it was also very refreshing to see them like greet each other without like and have that relationship to the point mm-hmm. where like they can give each other cues without even saying a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history, did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. I forgot to mention something. Pat, you have a uh, a little presentation for us. I do, but it's for, it, it, I'm going to... Not too like... At the end of the show? End of each episode type of thing. Oh, okay. Not not okay. not not to copyright from Chase. It is a Prezi instead of presentation mm-hmm. so, instead of PowerPoint. So completely different. Well, 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 so his was at the beginning of each episode. Okay, this has to be at the end because... Because I'm okay. talking, I'm going to talking about the failings of the Republic in the okay. So it's not the, exactly mm-hmm. the same. So yeah, that, that's that's cool. So I wanted oh, to yeah, just let you know that failings, all right. That Pat oh, does yeah. have a presentation, like their legal system. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so I'm so ready for that. The last time mm-hmm. I watched this, I was not a lawyer, and now I am. <laughs> I got some things to say. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Harith, you, you uh, did you share your thoughts yet? Oh, no, not really. Um, again, I really do like the again, like Chaka says, like I kind of agree with his parallel of like it's supposed to like show you what like the relationship truly is up until this point and to represent what like what they are before you know, Filoni style hat wise just rips it out of your arms and it's like, a hi, this is not here anymore. So, yeah, so I think the opening of this episode is really important to like set the stakes of everything before the investigation kicks off and everything just kind of unfolds. Mm-hmm. And also chase in the chat. It is a Prezi, not a PowerPoint. It's a Prezi. <laughs> Big difference. Big difference. It's, it's, like, it's slightly different. <laughs> I, just, I, I had a, I had a skirt, the, the, the copyright for, for idea infringement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that was, um, so that was essentially the main question of this arc. Just to, just to kick off, like, the dynamic between Anakin and Ahsoka, just them, because I remember at the very beginning of Clone Wars, you would see Ahsoka relying on Anakin a lot. But now you've seen her rely on herself many, many times without without any aid of Anakin. Now Ahsoka is saving Anakin. And and then once they get back to the temple, that they find out that the, the temple was bombed. And they're like, wait, what happened? And then they find out all the, the pilot crews in the hangar. And uh, Russo, the droid, is doing all these analysis. And they're finding nanodroids. And... There's a lot of controversy happening around the Jedi Temple. And um, that's essentially where this episode ends off. And uh, Pat, uh, go ahead and uh, share what you have to say for the end of episode one. All right. So, hi, share. Uh, go ahead and click share at the bottom and then uh, share screen and uh, I'll pull it up. Okay. It doesn't. This one. <laughs> That's a mood. A Prezi is a uh, a more uh, civilized version of a PowerPoint, oh. I'd say. It's more you animated. Can... You all see it? Uh, not yet. Nope. Not yet. Nope. Not yet. I haven't. There's no uh, banner that's popped up yet. Okay. There you go. Oh yeah, it is. It is here. All right. So this Hello. is the Prezi. <laughs> the Failing Republic, episode seventeen, sabotage. We see um, a lot through um, the major thing that to point out throughout this episode is excessive militarization that Coruscant has gone through since the beginning of the Clone Wars. Um, you can see when they when they bring out um, the uh, protesters um, from the bombings crowd it's you can, it's clearly a peaceful protest but you see a whole tons of um stormtroopers surrounding them i know it's the jedi temple and the jedi temple has like tight security but like they're in full right gear and then there's a gunship like circling the peaceful protesters which is like the equivalent of having a a, a patrick helico- helicopter circling protesters mm-hmm. so it's like and it just contributes to a lot of themes we've been seeing of uh, every time we're on Coruscant, of a lot of martial law starting to build on Coruscant, the further um, we go into the war and the further Palpatine stays in power. So, yeah. that's for this episode. That's it? Okay. So, we will close that out, and we will begin the second episode of the arc. Harith, I'll let you take the reins for episode two, but let's get into what we call the Godfrey plot summary. Yes, Godfrey. Yeah. Go crazy. Get yeah. Some, go crazy. All right. <laughs> so, season five, 
episode 18 the jedi who knew too much terror at the temple the jedi temple is in disarray after a vicious terrorist attack Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano set out to find the truth for who was really behind this horrendous catastrophe. Their investigation led them to discover the true saboteur, Leda Termond. Now the Jedi attempt to return the temple to normalcy, but first, Master Yoda must give a eulogy to the fallen Jedi warriors. You, you, you know, you, you started weak, you got a little bit of steam, and then you ended weak, so I have to give it a 2.5. I'm sorry, Char. <laughs> you know what? Let's hear your Godfrey impression, Harris. <laughs> Every time you do that, I, I, I think of a, like a, I picture, that's what Nimordian sounds like on one of these HollowNet news that's covering the Senate. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a separatist, like, propaganda exactly. living the Republic. <laughs> Tom Cage. It's canon now. <laughs> all right so harith go ahead and uh tell them yeah. the moral of this episode and let's dive in the moral of this episode is courage begins by trusting oneself again uh we start this like entire episode with you know like every anakin ahsoka investigating the bomber and then them finding the the like the guy's hand and then them going down and them chasing after them and we also get the introduction of Tarkin early on in the episode with, like, again, with a callback to the Citadel arc with, like, Ahsoka kind of, like, questioning everything. And and then we get another callback with the second battle of Geonosis with Ahsoka catching up with Barriss. And further, sort of, like, go on with Tarkin. Tarkin comments that Palpatine rarely does anything without a strategy. How does this tie into the ending of Clone Wars in the latter half of the sequel trilogy? I mean, the man's got plans for days. You mean years. <laughs> decades. The man's got plans for decades. Um, he's, the def- he's the definition of a, a long game player. Literally. Yeah. I want to know how much storage he takes up for, for all his data. <laughs> nah, you know Palpatine doesn't trust the cloud. <laughs> he's an old man. He's like, what, in his late 50s? You know he's not using... You know, he probably has Masa Meta trying to help him out. They're both sitting there like. He's got one of those desks that's like the Rolodex thing. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, I just imagine him like, like him and New Gunray are like just rolling up together. Just (laughs) with like, there's like spider legs. Anyone else's thoughts? Uh, No, it's just. We we know, we know that Palpatine's cunning. We know that he always has a backpack, a backup plan for anything. But it's the way that Tarkin delivers the line that makes it really like terrifying. You know, it's not like attribute or character that we already know. It's like one of those "I know something you don't" moments. Mm-hmm. That and it also shows, I mean, what this arc shows is Palpatine is is adaptable. Like, did he know all of this is going on? No, but when he saw he could use it to his advantage, he was ready to ready to pounce. He was waiting for, mm-hmm. as Jack Sparrow would say, the opportune moment. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like a return to like fate for Palpatine during Phantom Menace. Because like 
just kind of like Phantom Menace, everything kind of just falls into his lap and he just starts adapting and changing and it just shows how swift and movable he really is. I mean, speaking of adapting and changing, you know, it was him who organized like obviously the war itself, but now we, we read Brotherhood, we know that it was him that made the Padawans get involved in the war. And what do they say in this arc? Palpatine is trying to separate the Jedi from the military as much as possible. You're like, oh, that's that's new. When, when did when did this start, buddy? Uh, it's it's just uh, it's really interesting the game that he plays, but he plays it so damn well that you gotta you can't help but respect. You know, game recognize game. Yeah, that's exactly the perfect way to like sum up like that with Palpatine. Uh, does anyone else have any other final thoughts on the? question that's been laid out with Palpatine Tarkin. I think uh I think I think we're good. We'll yeah, think... the, uh, the next question. Yeah, obviously as I mentioned again I got a little bit ahead of myself with that. Hi Vanessa. <laughs> anyway. Hi <Hello>. Vanessa. <laughs> anyway, I got a little ahead of myself with the description of again we have the like Ahsoka like eagerness to like get ahead and like catch like who's involved with this so you get this like really like intense investigation with uh anakin and ahsoka trying to figure out who's behind the bombing and again it just kind of really shows how far they've come and again how does this relationship between ahsoka and anakin show the strengths and weaknesses of the relationship we'll start with pat yeah, so I I I would say like they they have a very open relationship, like a lot more open than I would say Anakin and Obi Wan do. Do that the, uh, Anakin and Obi Wan are close, but in terms of what Ahsoka can talk to Anakin about and what Anakin can talk to Ahsoka is about, too, it's very much open and very much informal, which is surprise. Which like with that air of, of openness, it's really surprised of how formal he gets with the Jedi Order and how much of a rule book player he is in this one compared to any other time when it comes. And that's probably because when it comes to Ahsoka, he doesn't want to take any chances. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And I think one of the things that you, you do see is how much of a teacher uh, or how much uh, like Obi-Wan as a teacher Anakin can be because when you know he's talking to her and well first you have the revenge is not the jedi way which is a a foreshadowing for twilight of the apprentice but you have him saying you know go be with your friend or saying to tarkin she's she's still young in a lot of ways echoing what obi-wan said to mace about anakin in attack of the clones and then you also mm-hmm. get the like the most high republic Jedi saying that Anakin uh Soka quotes from Anakin, like emotions are something you have to keep struggling against. I'm like, when when, when is he coming out with this wisdom when he can't seem to <laughs> do 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 it himself? It's always easier Anakin, to advise. Anakin <laughs> is the do as I say, not as I do <laughs> teacher. You see that quite a bit in, in this episode because he is informing her of the correct way to do stuff. Um, but you you also have to, I mean, two two other things about this episode that I really did want to bring up is one, we start with a Jedi funeral. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions on how the Jedi view death. Um, like they don't care about each other or they're not allowed to have feelings, which isn't, isn't true. You're just not allowed to let them overcome you. Um, but they do have a funeral that we see. They do care for their lost Jedi. They do honor their memory and honor their sacrifice. Um, and, you know, but they, at the end of the day, they still can't let their emotions overwhelm them and, you know, utterly control their lives. Um, but then the other thing I wanted to bring up is, man, she got framed good. <laughs> <laughs> like, every, around every corner, every bit of it, the fact that, you know, you have to go into this um, locked down facility and turn in your calm and, and your lightsabers. So there couldn't have been anyone else that wasn't registered in there. What? And then they catch it on tape and then, you know, have the, have the, the clone sliced by, by lightsabers. Like you also forgot the audio conveniently getting cut out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the framing was just like immaculate. You gotta, you gotta give it up to, to bears for, for panning as well. And thankfully she didn't end up being a Sith because, uh, That'd be a Lu- tough one to go up against. Luminara trained her well with with, with uh, playing things out. Yeah. <laughs> a little too well. Jobs was taking notes. <laughs> He's always taking notes. He's always jotting down. Yeah. So I just imagine mm. like Ferris is in the next room just just like just like like holding the air and everyone's like, how the hell did you get here? And she's just like like force choking them in the air. See, see, this, 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 that's where it starts to fall apart for me, right there. All right, because as soon as Ahsoka gets framed, well, first of all, Ahsoka is just like doing this while Leta is getting choked out. She doesn't try to like pull her down. She doesn't call for help. She's in shock while all this is happening. And so, and you can clearly see on the video recording both when. Uh, Fox is looking at it on the screen, and when Tarkin pulls it out later, Ahsoka looks terrified while this is all going on, which is just like one thing is like, yeah, you're a cold-blooded murderer who's looking absolutely terrified as she's doing the murder, like looking around like what is going on, and then when she gets out, she gets the, the card, she thinks it's Anakin. She she runs, I'm like, there, there are no security cameras in this hallway that no one could see what was going on. That's the I have that I have that in the Prezi. It, it's just like <laughs> y'all don't bring a Jedi in to consult. Like, yeah, let's talk. Let's have non-force users be like, oh yeah, only someone in the room could do it. Like, no, that's not how the Force works. <laughs> and I'll stop there for now. But that's really interesting, though, because that's one of the. Um the big things if, if she was being held still at the jedi temple none of that would have worked Mm-mm. you know the fact mm-hmm. that the fact that she was being held at the, a military installation um is is the only thing that helped them i still think it's weird that things like cameras uh weren't there uh ca- like security cameras are just a weird thing in star wars in general to me like you know, watching Luke and Mando season two on like a like a CRT from from like the four, it's in black and white. You're like, mm-hmm. what is this? I don't know it's just weird. But I also would say 
wasn't it like when Ahsoka ran around the corner and like all the clones were on the ground, like the cameras were like flickering in and out, but the one in the prison feed, that was the only one that was up? Until it cuts out, yeah. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Vernon, 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 the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. But this was uh, this was strike. This episode was strike number one against Commander Fox. Filoni was just <laughs> on a tear with Commander Fox like, over these like next two arcs. He's just like he's just like, oh, this oh, clone. <laughs> then of course, Ahsoka runs to the end of the tunnel and she's like, "I didn't kill my wife." And then Tommy Lee Jones is like, "I don't care." I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that was uh, a lot of the elements in this uh, arc was based off of a. Uh, Harrison Ford's Fugitive from 93. One of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, and there's moments where they are literally reflected like um, the, um, when she's jumping on the tube and she's um, like she's like running away. And like, like you can tell that there's scenes from this arc that are very reminiscent of The Fugitive, which I think it's just brilliant. A way to include a bunch of different outside media, which Lucas is known to be doing that for everything when it comes to star wars and it's fun that he added elements of the fugitive for ahsoka on the run it's yeah. it's very brilliant u.s um, marshall also a fantastic movie mm-hmm. well while ahsoka's on the run I actually did i was thinking about this while watching it like again i think it's just funny how like timing our podcast works with everything uh i think this will hit different after tales of the jedi because of the trailer with ahsoka like deflecting the like the the sunglasses because remember Anakin would train her with the clones surrounding her and then constantly stunning her down stunning her down stunning her down so it's very interesting that we see that in this arc because Anakin's like do not shoot her set the stun which is a mistake on his part because he perfectly trained her to blast stuns back to clones so is it a mistake on his part is it or is it intentionally just let her escape? Because he's trying to like keep up the axis of the Jedi, or like he's like following their principles. It's also a callback to Empire Strikes Back, where Vader, uh, you know, says like, "In set your blasters to stun. I want them alive." He says, "Set your blasters to stun. I want her alive." Luke, Luke, get out of here. Luke, get out of here. Luke, get in here. I'll, I'll, in no, hold on, hold on. Pull that, pull that comment back up. Pull that comment. I don't want to hear it, Mister Crashing the Falcon. While we were on Smuggler's, <laughs> you were blowing holes in my ship. You and Bale. 
<laughs> oh my god! I had no idea that. he he uh he did that bad on the smugglers run ride. Twenty percent of the Falcon was left. Twenty percent left was left. What? what? Wait, wait, wait. What was your what was your score? I don't remember. Because I, I think the max is one. thirteen thousand. I just remember Chris uh, <laughs> on TikTok in the video because I think Pat the, the video the video the video is on my YouTube part one and part two. Stop crashing my shit. Oh, TikTok, not YouTube. Sorry. <laughs> No, but like when you go to Galaxy's Edge, you have that idea because when you watch Star Wars and you see how many times the Millennium Falcon jumps in the light speed and you see all these maneuvers through asteroids and all this stuff, you're like, you know what? That toxic mentality, I can do that. And then Luke just pulls up and starts hitting everything. (laughs) It's it's not just him, it's also, you know, it's also Bale that they're both bad. (laughs) <laughs> and Harathon want to hear you laughing. I heard about they crash now. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, was not still that flying much better. A fifth of a ship. <laughs> we did. We did fly, and we did land. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Luke, 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 come in here whenever you're ready. Whenever you're you're done with uh, uh, do all the ranks. All right, let's dive into the third episode, uh, which is. Season 5, episode 19, To Catch a Jedi, and the plot summary. All right. Godfrey, Godfrey. <laughs> How many more Godfreys can I do? All the Godfreys. <laughs> Give me a break. Okay. As many right. as is needed. <clears throat> All right. Ahsoka Tano on the run after an attack on the Jedi Temple. Anakin Skywalker's young Padawan found herself accused of murdering the person responsible for the bombings. With no choice but to run, she was chased by her master, who begged her to turn herself in. Knowing there is little hope of being cleared of the crimes, Ahsoka decided to find out the truth and prove her innocence on her own. <sighs> wow, that was a lot. Wait, we'll, anyways. We'll, we'll relieve you on the last one. And anyways, also, I guess anyways, another 2.5. Anyways, Pat, <laughs> before we before we begin with the third episode, pull up your uh, Prezi for episode two of this arc. You got it. Sometimes I get so overwhelmed with like the the, the Godfrey oh, readings. They just like take over my mind. Like it's all good. Like, I, I I love the Godfrey. So you're good. Possessed by the, the so, Godfrey is taking over. Episode eighteen, <laughs> the two faced republic. So I have three points here, and it's one we, uh, the relationship between the republic and the Jedi is now a relationship of convenience. Uh, are we into that imperial quality of equipment, and then military protocol? Question mark. So, relationship of convenience. Uh, as we uh, as we get into this episode and as we get more down um, the line in the show, the Jedi have becoming increasingly um, their help has increasingly become on the Republic's or Chibi's terms. Like at first, like the Jedi were, uh, were able to like figure out how they want to help or where they can help, and now it's being drawn clear lines by Palpatine and the Senate, like where they can help and what they can do. Which is just starting to get into that over oversight by the Republic there, and then what? And then the second point is like, why is it just just now a problem with the Senate in terms of military control? Like, the we went from attack of clones of the um the Senate loving the Jedi being charged of thinking that they're best part, and then all of a sudden now it, they're the they're the worst people to be involved with the military, and it's I I just love it because we know it's Palpatine behind it. 
and you can just see how his, he's his master of manipulating. He like thrust, um, thrust everyone into the war, and then he's slowly picking out things, and just also to show how corrupt and easily manipulated this uh, galactic republic has become, because he's able to change their minds basically on his whim, and so the republic is just really kind of crumbling in in terms of how their vote um, sways and how much their vote is actually worth in terms of getting things done in the Republic. And then you have Imperial Quality Equipment, and we've talked about this, like, no one checks on the cell sound system to correlate possible Jedi interference. Like, we we know there's been things like Jedi's can, um, use of force on technology, but, like, it's all, it happens all of a sudden, and also, was Fox just sitting in that control booth the whole time watching that scene, like, not aware that no sound was coming out of it? Because if it records sound, he should have sound on his side. That, they, like, were, they, 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 they were just chilling. <laughs> they're just chilling. <laughs> they're, just, they're, they're watching one of the old-timey movies, and, like, and I can just imagine Fox making up what the people are saying if there's no sound. Like, Fox was there being the worst. Yes. No. As, as usual. No. As usual. This entire arc, Fox just—it's funny. He's still like something will happen with Ahsoka, and then Fox just randomly comes at the door. He's like, there she is. Like he does it like three or four times in this arc. And I—I I, I, I love the clones. I love the clones, but the Coruscanti clones are the worst there are in the Galactic Republic because they don't do anything. They're just—they just—they just there, and they're just. Big bouncers, like, basically. Like shoot first, questions later. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're they seem like more ruthless but more stupid, which is <laughs> I'm honestly the worst combination we can have. Right. And then so you hear that often broke, about clones. Burgle. <laughs> so first of all, no comlinks. The Jedi ruck around in their interrogation brinks and their cell brinks all with comlinks all all of a sudden, and now all of a sudden. Fox is like, hand over the comlink too. Like, even like Ahsoka was kind of like shocked by it. And then, this is the first time we've ever seen a Jedi denied access to a part of the military system before now. Like, up, up and then, they were, they were running the show, and Sheepy was running like background stuff, like uh, policy. But it was, it was the Jedi who was running all the infrastructure. And then all of a sudden, we're getting it. Um, them blocked, and the thing that really like shocked me the most, like gets me irritated about, and like throws off my disbelief, is that Anakin Skywalker gets denied entry by a clone. Like Chevy's golden boy, the hero of the Republic, can't enter a military thing. The, the military man himself, he can't enter a military prison. <laughs> I mean, it... what I also find more disbelieving is that after he was denied access, Anakin seemed to have like relented or given up. Because, like, if it was anyone else, I think he would have, like, tossed them right through that glass. I wouldn't be surprised in. if he didn't try to go to Sheev. Like, right? he was like, okay, That's fine, true. you won't tell me, I'm going to go get my dad. Exactly. That's... And he's going to beat true. you up. It's funny, <clears throat> though, because we know that Fox is also, like, Palpatine's, like, golden clone. Like, that's it's funny that, like, the two people that are, like, closest to Palpatine are at odds this episode for a little bit. Yeah, so it's a, it's like I, I just it's I really hate Fox. I don't like Fox alone. 
And so, yeah, th- that's for this episode. Hey, I, I gotta say though, I I actually do see it, um, and I say that in the fact that there's gonna be a difference between the clones that are going out on missions into combat zones, um, relying on the Jedi, versus <laughs> ones that are stationary here on Coruscant, um, just just guarding stuff. All they're doing is managing stuff on Coruscant, like. I, th- I think, um, yes, they're all clones, but all of them, those ones are going to have wildly different experiences being stuck on Coruscant this entire time. They're going to view, I mean, I'm sure everyone, we, I mean, we find out that everyone on Coruscant views the Jedi very differently of like, you guys live in this big ass palace, like up on the surface, you know, we're all we're having our power and stuff cut to to save money to fund your guys's war which is happening way out there and it's just a concept to most people it's not it's not a reality just like for us here think about how much you know of active war i mean i don't know if any of you guys ever 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 served but like it's just a concept to us and i i kind of that's kind of how i see it Harris, I just uh, shared something with you on Discord. I would like you to bring it up on the screen for the class. Oh, and but b- before we uh, before we uh, bring that up, uh, I want to make a quick shout out to uh, Brooke in the chat. Um, as per usual, every single time she comes in here, we will have to shout out. Well, we don't have to, but we choose to. We will shout out farfarawayfactory.com. She is the yeah. owner of Far Far Away Factory. She makes a bunch of handmade apparel earrings stickers uh she has star wars marvel dc a bunch of different stuff you can go out on her website at farfarawayfactory.com you can follow her on tiktok at b dazzler she makes a bunch of great stuff and within a for- affordable price she-, she has a brotherhood shirt which is anakin and obi-wan's duel on mustafar and revenge of the sith she's got a t-shirt of that she's got sweatshirts pullovers she's got a bunch of different apparel go ahead and check her out Char, can you please accept the screen share I have up? This is formally yeah. presented by our lawyer, Chris. Okay. Yes. Let me let me full screen that. So it says, uh, I, "I'm my my eyes are bad." <laughs> it's Commander Fox getting his neck snapped, and then the Grinnick meme. It. Oh, it's beautiful because Ooh. it is. <laughs> <laughs> the clone Ooh. is guilty. Oh my god! <laughs> Guilty. Oh, I feel like that one day we should have like a court hearing for Luke if he did just said something out of pocket, and we have witnesses. <laughs> um, but anyways, let's dive into the third episode. I already did the plot summary reading, so that's all over with. <laughs> Thank God. <clears throat> the moral of this episode is never become desperate enough to trust the untrustworthy, and obviously this episode begins with Ahsoka running into Asajj Ventress and Asajj Ventress is a lot different than what Ahsoka remembers and she actually helps Ahsoka out a little bit and she assures her that I was not the one that attacked the temple it was not me someone is framing me and this is this is a no-go this is not me and so hearing about this revelation it it, it it triggers something in Ahsoka's head like, 
huh, I, I wonder if she's telling the truth. And I want to ask you guys, do you think Ahsoka genuinely thinks that she and Ventress have a lot in common or was she using it as a ploy for help? She was definitely using she, it as a ploy. Yeah, or at, least, at the very least, like when she first said it to Ventress, she, it was a ploy. And then maybe like later on, like along the episode, then she started to realize like how exact, like how like their experiences actually parallel more or less. Because Ventress does point it out too, when uh, later on when she talks to Anakin, and then she does act surprised. I think at the end of this episode, um, like, oh, I I was actually expecting you to help me or or act this way and stuff like, and how or how good of a nicer person you can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just that you know from a certain point of view. Um, they've only known her as the assassin on mission from Count Dooku, you know, like fighting and doing all this stuff. I, I don't think even Ventress ever stopped to ask herself who she was without that influence. She's just trying to get by. And who who knows? Like in another world, I would love to see like bounty hunting adventures with Ahsoka and Ventress, <laughs> you know, like both leaving the order, like doing their thing, uh, still being at odds with one another. I came across the best fan art, and it was Obi-Wan Kenobi, Quinlan Voss, and Jedi Vent- uh, Ventress, where she her, she her master didn't die, and she was brought to the temple in Coruscant. I just imagine it just being a buddy cop film with Ahsoka and Ventress. It's like, two rivals at bitter odds, running through Coruscant's landscape, coming to theaters. <laughs> And, and, Coming and Fo- to tears, May fourth, and Fox the antagonist twenty nine. Yeah, it's basically Fox a lethal weapon. Make it Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and also a fun fact: this is not a part of my facts for later, but this is the last time we see Asajj Ventress in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. We don't see her in oh, six God. or seven. So yeah, and then uh, obviously, if you've read Dark Disciple, you know what happens to her after uh, these events. So it's. It's 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 sad that we do not see her again after this season. So, just thought I would mention that before we uh, continue. But uh, anyone else have anything to add? Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost ten cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost twenty to thirty times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get a hundred blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com/holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Uh, I mean, Harith, have you had anything? I mean, I just find it funny that it took Anakin that long to like click that Ventress and Ahsoka were working together. Like, he's like, he's in his, the, the LTT gunship above them. He sees Ahsoka's with another person who's bald, by the way. Yes, he can see that she's a bald, and then he flies down, he lands, and then the shield goes up, and he's like, oh, it's Ventress. Like, 
Really? You couldn't tell from that far away? Because, like, it's pretty obvious from the other I mean, shot. She did have the mask up, so he may not have been able to see that she was bald. But you could see Also, why would, he, why would he expect Ventress to be on Coruscant? That'd be like if I was pulling up and, and I saw Harith uh, and, and Star Wars Theory hanging out, and I'd be like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> nah. And like, like it would it, take it, me it, that it long, you know. It can't be. <laughs> Ventress sees the Jedi as a problem after hunting, helping her. She gets a different view on them until Dark Disciple. Yes, I mean obviously that was because of uh, the good old Quinlan boss that we uh, should have seen in Kenobi, but uh, you know that's another topic for later. But yeah, I mean Asajj Ventress at this point, it's like she's kind of like Maul during Rebels, where she's like. I don't serve anyone. I'm kind of neutral, but I don't know where my stance is or my position is in the galaxy. She's a, so she's a she's a dark side force user who's I wouldn't say like okay, I kind of do get annoyed at like the term like neutral. She's still aligned to the dark side. She's still like she's just she using is. her bounty hunting. She's neutral in the galactic conflict. Yes, yeah, but she's still herself. a dark side user. Yeah. She is, but she's not. She's just she's just out there. She's just just like Maul and Rebels. She he's just out there. He's aligned with the dark side, but he he doesn't serve anyone, doesn't follow anyone. He's not a part of the syndicates anymore, and he's just there. So they're just vibing. Yeah, essentially, essentially that's what, that's what she's doing. And um, also, there's one more thing I do want to mention with this episode. I love just like the whole dynamic of Ahsoka adventures throughout this entire episode. Like when the clones roll up with like like uh, with like Commander Wolf and like. And Ahsoka's like, like you could tell the contrast between the two of like Ahsoka's like, I'm not gonna like activate my lightsaber at all. Like I'm just showing my hands. And then like then they tuffle and Ventress is like right out of the gate, like both tables activated, like I, I'll kill them all. And you're like, oh god. Uh so Chris, would you like to dive deeper into what happens later in this episode? Uh I don't know whether to piecemeal it or, or just uh save it save it for the last one you can save it for the last one yeah you can save it for the last one i feel like that's where the uh mm-hmm. the, the punches will be thrown yeah. all right yeah well, also <laughs> speaking of being framed i feel like this episode does a better job framing ahsoka than the, like the previous one because like the way barris pins her next to the nanotech bombing like even like even like ahsoka's like wait wait it's not me i mean like and, like and she gets like shot and stunned and then like and they're like wait the nanotech bombing like just like Barris is just like cruel throughout this entire episode. <laughs> well, Ooh, and keeps calling her. <laughs> circumstantial evidence. Oh, we got to It is. That's legitimately what it is. Yeah. All right. So with that out of the way, uh, that was the only question for that we had for episode nineteen. So we will dive straight into the final episode of the arc, which is. Season five, episode twenty, the final episode of season five, the wrong Jedi. Wait, before we do the recap, we got a Prezi. Pat, <laughs> go to the Prezi, and then right when it's done, I'm doing Godfrey. You already know what we already know. Oh, the we're, season. we're getting you already know the episode. Straight, we're getting four straight Godfrey. I thought they were gonna get like like a little yes. campaign. You know what? We, we yeah, can't, we can't stop at three. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta yeah, full set. Well, and it's it's also the end of this season, and uh, so you yeah. know. Okay. Can't hold nothing back. Gotta end out with a beggar. All right, so let's bring up the Prezi okay. once again and let's see what Pat has to say. Episode 19 to catch a Jedi. So, 
this one I, I, I titled "Manipulation of Evidence," and you got you guys already see Fox there. <laughs> <laughs> and then so it's basically big two uh, things in this episode on part of the uh, the Republican. I've always kind of stated them in different ways, but like, how are the cell cameras working and the hall cameras not, and people like not, not noticing that it was inside the cube, even. If it, even Fox is not in like the little command center thing. There are other clones, and and like, how do they not see anyone coming through before they all get slashed? And it just or when they when they go back to check feeds or stuff, they don't realize that there was a card laying outside her door or that someone left it there, and it, that just gets me upset with what Tarkin says. And in, in the in the in episode twenty at the beginning, and then of course Commander Fox is way too casual when it comes to Ahsoka. Like you're like, oh, she's running. She must be to blame. She must be guilty. So let's let's just shoot her. Let's just we're just getting her at all costs. I'm not even caring about what what's going on. And she's like, I feel like Fox is somehow in on Palp's plan. He knows everything, especially with the other arc coming up soon. That like he he knows everything about pops or he's something to that degree and just either is way more chipped or like just went on of his own free will because and then that's and that's the feeling of the republic like while the clones are great and stuff like that um I feel like it's gives pop a easy way of messing with the security and the law enforcement of the planet and therefore the republic. So, yeah. yeah, I've actually been wondering that also, like if whether or not Palps has like more remote control over the Coruscant guard, because like, because like I said, like it's shocking to me, like how like mentally like incapable they seem compared to the other clones. And I know Chaco touched upon like like war veterans versus like stay at home guards, but still like. Where are the brain cells at? <laughs> but I would also say, I know this is kind of biased from the Fives arc, but it's very face- safe to say that, like, Fives and Palpatine okay. have this, like, kind of, like, close-knit relationship of, like, hey, can you do this for me? Okay, thank you. Like, <laughs> that kind of, like, just, like, behavior with them. Also, the thing that, like, Chris and I were making fun of while we were watching this is I love how uh, Ahsoka's straight up running. She doesn't activate her lightsabers. Like, full momentum, she sees, like, Ahsoka run around the corner, and Fives looks down and goes, oh, you must have killed her! Even though, like, you never hear her activate her satellites for once. She <laughs> never stops to look at it. She just straight up runs past them, and he's like, oh, it must be her. Lightsaber marks. Like, I mean, here's the other thing that happens in this episode, right? Okay, so Fox comes back and sees Ahsoka standing over these knocked-out clone troopers or stunned clone troopers, and then she runs. But if you ask those clone troopers what happened, they'll say they got knocked out by either an unseen force or a hooded person, but it wasn't Ahsoka because Ahsoka was still in her cell. And it's not like Mm -hmm. she had anything that could have hit her face or her mantras or anything. So, I mean, like, 
what kind of shoddy investigative work was this? Tarkin's like, we have facts and evidence, and it'll lead us to the conclusion. You had facts, but you had no evidence. You you just you let the you let you had a narrative in your head, and you let you put picked and chose what evidence you wanted to fit there, so you can get to the destination instead I'm, of letting the evidence in there facts guide my, you to my case life. My head theory, my head cannon theory for this, for the is that Fox is the one who's pulling all the little tricks with the audio, leaving the data car, data like <laughs> somehow, somehow, Palp contacted Barris and and set it up to do errands with Fox, and is is messing with all the tricks once he saw where the narrative was going. Lord Fox came out of his quarters and he just has the credits and he's like, "Where did this come from?" And it's like a little note from Barris. It's like, thank you for help. Uh, <laughs> oh, and a little muffin basket. And also, everyone, Luke's here. Give it up for Luke. Hey, how you doing over there? Hey. I didn't want to take away from the conversation. I thought, uh, I, thought I replaced you. No. You can never <laughs> no, no, replace no. Me. I, I am the only one that can put on replacing. All right? I can only. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, no, but. Uh, Thank you guys for holding down the fort. Uh, I was I was delayed, as as Gandalf would say. Um, we're not a Lord of the Rings podcast, but I I digress. Hey, um, yeah, all right. Luke is never late. You so Luke, back. where we <laughs> left off? Was, so... Yes, yes. So Luke, where we left off at was I was about to read the plot summary for Go right ahead. episode. Go right ahead. And, uh, we had Pat do the episode th- the three part of his present so let's dive into it season five episode 20 the wrong jedi ahsoka tano captured while on the run to prove her innocence padawan tano teamed up with the deadly asajj ventress to find the rogue jedi who framed ahsoka for murder the jedi council set ahsoka Anakin Skywalker and Master Luke to track Ahsoka down and bring her back to the temple. Now captured and imprisoned, Ahsoka faces punishment for crimes she did not commit. Dear God, do I even want to? Do I even want to rank that one? Do I even want to rank that one? I think do more than than (laughs) yeah, yeah. Three is the limit. Three is the limit. Exactly. This is a record for me. This is the first time for a four episode arc. My first time doing this was a four episode arc. I respect you for trying it, but I'm still ranking it a one. You know what? I appreciate what you did, Char. Oh yeah, I appreciate it too. Luke, Luke, got here. Don't want to appreciate. Me. See, see, Char <laughs> cares about the fans. Right Char now. cares about the fans, <laughs> not like Luke. <laughs> We've got hater productions over there. Yeah. <laughs> and we got Fluke over here. Fluke. Hater productions. Don't, don't, don't ever bring and my Chuck, Chuck priorities J? into this. Don't you dare, Ricky Bobby. Don't you dare pin that on me. Anyway. I am so paralyzed. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. I love Taldegan. All right, so the moral of this episode that we are going to wrap up here is never give up hope no matter how dark things may seem. So obviously we start off with the trial. Ahsoka gets brought in and Tarkin is the prosecutor. (laughs) What'd you say? Sham trial. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, How, how's your precious republic looking, Luke? Um, so <laughs> I 
Wait, Char, move him over to the him. right. Move him over to the right. He's the third in this episode. Move no, him over you know to the right. Put me the right. up there. Move him. Move yeah, put Ben up here. Put Ben up here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Down anyway. there where you belong, boy. <laughs> no, go back. Go back where you belong. Go back no matter, to the gutter. No, no, we no. found you. I didn't change it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. So. This is how I've derailed the entire <laughs> podcast. This is how this, this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Um, uh, oh, oh so really, Luke? I would like Based to... off this comment, really? Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so uh, to Pat's question, um, how are the seventies looking? They look pretty dumb as well. So what are you talking about, big boy? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're, you're hey, not hey, you're enough not, fighting. You're enough not, fighting. We're not, gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gentlemen. Fighting. No, you can't fight in the war room. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we see, uh, um, Tarkin. Uh, he is the head of the uh, prosecution. Um, and th- this moment gets referenced in other material. Um, it's said in the Tarkin book. He starts to wonder. Um, because he's one of the only few people, minus Reva now, uh, that know that Anakin is is Darth Vader. Um, and he starts to wonder if Vader is holding, is still, is ever holding a grudge for what ends up happening to Ahsoka if he blames uh, uh, Tarkin. Um, he does, Anakin does hold Tarkin uh, in a high regard, even after becoming Vader. Um, do you think personally? Anakin holds a drug, uh, hold, uh, holds a grudge against him forever for what he did to Ahsoka, or at the time that he's Vader, it doesn't really matter to him anymore. Oh, I think he holds a grudge. I think Anakin still holds a grudge against the the kids he was fighting in the Episode One deleted scenes. Probably, like, <laughs> Anakin, he he's got a lot of emotions. He doesn't know how to deal with most of them. I mean. You saw, I mean, obviously he holds a grudge against yeah, Obi-Wan. He, he does or, have death sticks. Element. Yeah, he, he is he is holding on. So, yeah, clearly, clearly uh, I, I think Vader holds a grudge. He's just not going to do anything about it. Yeah. He'll probably forget. He'll probably forgive, but he definitely does not forget. Or at least that's what he strikes me as. Chaco, your thoughts? I, I, it's 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 weird because I wouldn't put it past him to still hold a grudge, but then like then again, the last time, you know, he sees Ahsoka, he's uh he's he's about to murk that ass, you know, like he yeah. he does not care at all, and but I I could absolutely picture him holding a grudge for what you did to him, but still want to kill both people, <laughs> you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And I mean, even in Kenobi, we see that scene with 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 the the, the one scene that we have all talked about in Two Agnosium, um, uh, where Vader's where Vader says, "I killed Anakin Skywalker. You didn't do it, Obi Wan." But I still think, even if you go back and listen to the roundtable, um, I've kind of bought into what you were saying, Brandon, and and also Beth and and, and Element as well. It's like we. I, I don't think we ever lose Anakin and Vader. Um, 
So it would make sense for him to hold a grudge. Pat, what are your thoughts? I I think he, he may have like some grudge, like but it's buried beneath all the other grudges that he he's built on since then. And like, and if you look at the New Hope, Vader's are and, built on grudges. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, and if you look at A New Hope, Leia says, I wonder who's holding uh, Vader's leash. He like he seems like to be the only other person in Star Wars that he he comes down to or stands down to besides Palpatine. And so like while he may still hold that like little grudge beneath everything else, he does have re- he does have this like respect because Tarkin does think a lot like Anakin Mitchell strategically and military wise i think they, they show like that one that it's not the, the one brain cell of obi-wan and anakin but it's like it's a special little smaller brain cell that's going on <laughs> oh yeah uh harris char your thoughts well my thoughts are is just like when anakin becomes vader um obviously i think he does have a grudge against tarkin but he's aware that palpatine likes tarkin and he's one of those people that you that he told Vader, "Hey, do not execute this man <laughs> with your hand <laughs> and without touching him. <laughs> Don't kill him." Um, so I feel like that he here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe with LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply has those thoughts always running through him. Like, he has respect for Tarkin, but he understands what he did to Ahsoka. He knows. He remembers. But he can't act upon it. What do you mean by that? Um, You you know exactly (laughs) what I mean by that. I didn't say railed. I said railroaded. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) That would be a very different... I I come back, and you are blowing holes in my show. The hell? Talking about running trains on people? God. No, yeah, no, 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 I was just being funny, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is just railroading her. It's just t- taking him, taking him off the beaten path. And Vader is Vader's holding that grudge. I is know the that rail is the rail is the railroad bumpy, pretty bumpy, is it? Yeah. Uh, just a serious question. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, Luke, stop blowing holes in my show. Okay? <laughs> Hey, why? Well, never mind. I'm not gonna make that joke. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, no, but Harris, your thoughts? Well, obviously, Vader and Anakin are two different. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna go that way. I'm not Char Char J. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I've learned. Yes, you have. <laughs> ca- character, character development. development. I have, and grown. I love the fact that that we we call that Chaco <laughs> called you out on the last round table. Or not round table. Uh, reaction. It, it was just perfect timing. But um, no, in all seriousness, Harris, what are, what are your thoughts? No, I think Anakin definitely holds a grudge against Tarkin. Like, I think, like Char said, it's like a very, like, Thrawn Anakin style relationship of, like, I can't touch this man, but I really want to. <laughs> yeah. Bruh. Agreed. Tarkin's I, I, one of my, like, bro. underrated. I, I actually like him as a villain. DK421, do you copy? 
Uh, <laughs> <dang>. <laughs> uh, we uh, don't talk uh, about that mouse trade. It's like it's like Bruno. We don't talk about that mouse, mouse, mouse droid. Um, but like, I, like getting back to the seriousness of like Tarkin, I really, really enjoy Tarkin as a character because he doesn't need a lightsaber. He doesn't need the Force. He's menacing by authority, and we really Sounds like a blue guy. I know, and he does it better than. Thrawn. He does no. it better than Thrawn. Oh, better. No, I wouldn't say he does that. it better than Thrawn. He does do it better than Thrawn. When, when, mm. yeah. That's a debate yes. for another time. That, yeah, that is a debate. <laughs> no. Chaco, you agree with me. Full, full agree. Exactly. Tarkin, uh, Thrawn does things but can't account for people. Uh, Tarkin does it with people. Like, he subjugates the people, not you know what I mean? But Thrawn would have they're, they're not the a, they're not an accident. They're not an okay, so I would say like this. Thrawn does things in 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 the thoughts of oh I'm going to do this. And if people die, it's like accidental. Whereas Tarkin is like if people die, they die. It's all part of the plan. But and he has he dies, no care in the dies. world about it. But here's it's, the thing. It's an INTJ versus an ENTJ. It's... Yes. Thrawn wouldn't be the prosecutor in this case. Thrawn would have cracked it in like 30 seconds and then like, wait. Ahsoka's not the, the killer here. Tarkin's too busy playing politics over here in the corner. Be and like, that's Ooh. why he's better than Thrawn. Thrawn sucks at politics. Ahsoka is not responsible for the bombing. It, it, always yeah. come, it always comes back to the politics. If there's politics and better, it's better. Like, like it's 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 Tarkin, Tarkin all day, every day, and and I think that's one of the other reasons why he's so respected because Vader can't replace Tarkin, like he's he's not smart enough, dude. <laughs> like, no. can you imagine if he had to do like logistics for the Death Star? Like, God, you know? terrible. Uh, and to have a strong military machine, like they really needed. They really needed, you know, Tarkin, and he had his position in the military and as a grand a grand moth. Um, and yeah, he was just so important to the machine that you just couldn't, you know, overstate what what he does. He has both the political and the military part under him. And and Vader is just a guy that showed. Can you imagine everyone else who this guy in all black shows up? one day after order 66 and you're like who is that guy and how is he running this shit like did he go to military school does he like like what's what's going on here but yes um, brooks beaten facts there's uh, no thrawn a, slander there's, there's no i love thrawn, thrawn way it's more just, than tarkin and and just imagine how tarkin is tarkin <laughs> All right, that's uncalled for. The Ghost anyway. Rider is gonna go on strike Thanks. again. Lose, we're gonna lose anyway. Atlantis again. Anyway. For that take. Um, it's not. It. it I, I'm just saying. It, like, look at what happens after Tarkin is gone. The Empire doesn't seem to like affect. Like it. It doesn't seem to work properly after he is gone. I mean, just look at the Death Star and Return of the Jedi. It's Tarkin's not on it, and it's half built. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It, everything's half fast. He's he's very meticulous. I, I don't think work. I don't think you can call this the Death Star that. <laughs> like, not it, it, they, the Death Star started construction, 
after Revenge of the Sith, and it wasn't done until A New Hope. They built a second one that was bigger, that wasn't even fully done, and was still operational in three years. Well, no, yeah, three, three and a half years. I would say you notice Tarkin's kind of like absence more in Empire Strikes Back when Anakin just starts choking people randomly because like there's no one to hold his leash. He's just unleashed, just killing everyone. Yeah, it's Tarkin's very, very important. Not saying enough of this. Vader, release him. I'm just saying Tarkin has that way to where he he has that bravado. He he knows how to pull the strings almost as well as as Palpatine does, and it's just it it Tarkin is very important to this whole thing. But you know um, someone who's more important than Tarkin? Oh, don't say it. Mas Ameda. Hell that, yeah! Nah, that's most, the real blue guy I'm talking most, about, baby. Most, most just useless, most useless <laughs> character <laughs> of all time. I oh. haven't made my edit yet, but I, I still plan to make an edit about when Yoda confronts Palpatine and, <laughs> there and he's just like, oh God, don't notice me. <laughs> don't be suspicious. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, but... Just hide behind the lamp. It's okay. I thought you were gonna transition to Barris. I thought you were gonna make. No, them... yeah, I'm. I, I. That's what I'm doing. So I mean, obviously, I'm just ready to Darth slander Bears? a whole. I'm just ready to slander a whole bunch of people. I'm just waiting to be unleashed. Okay, you. Is it after this question or is it after the last question? It could be. It could be at any point. We've already. We've already. We've already uh, talked about uh, Tarkin, Scrudge, and everything. So we can. We can head on to. No, uh, yeah, yeah. No, so, so we end up. Uh, Anakin ends up. Uh, like he goes after Ventress, right? And he gets the information of, oh, she. I wasn't the only one that she talked to. She talked to somebody named Barris. And the way this scene is shot, and I know everybody thinks that Barris saved Grogu, but like I just think it's ironic that no. every everyone it, does. Uh, there were a lot of people at the beginning that were like, oh, that's Barris, and it's like. She was nah. in prison. In a yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, yeah. There's no way that she could have saved him. A and B. The markings on the like all the doors are basically the same. So, oh god, we don't have to get into that right now. Anyway, um, uh, you have something I want. So <laughs> obviously, Anakin figures out Barris is the one that's behind it. Um. They have one of like the the coolest lightsaber battles. Um, I, I feel like that one doesn't get talked about enough, but like the emotional weight of it is just amazing. Um, yeah, see, and I'm getting to that. So the question is, uh, Barris's actions may be wrong, but do you believe that that her morality no. was wrong? Okay, Chris, go ahead. Okay, all right. So here's the thing. Well. I, I, don't know, I got a lot of issues with this. Okay, so Barris was right that the Jedi had lost their way and that they were being an army for the dark side. But there are so many better ways that she could have gone about it without blowing up the Jedi Temple, killing Jedi, clone troopers, and civilians. The you know, and you can be like, oh well, you know, they were helping the Jedi, so they were part of the problem. No. Also, <laughs> there is a huge issue of one a huge issue in one of the few uh brown and muslim coded characters in star wars and making them a terrorist 
especially one that's blowing up another religious institution that they're a part of. Like, that is a huge issue. But you mean to tell me that she could have been, couldn't have just been sabotaging the military equipment? Because that's what they were working on the hangar. She could have just gone after hours, sabotaged things. The planes didn't work. You know, it, it, it's, it's still, it's a stronger stance on civil disobedience. And that still would be getting her the same charges of treason and sedition. And you could, you know, you could still frame Ahsoka in that way. But you have this Muslim coded character framing another brown character for terrorism. I'm not down with that. Um, okay. And, and then, you know, Barris's whole line of uh, uh, Saj's lightsabers fit her better. That just seems like so out of place. Because she doesn't want to be a Sith. You know, like Pong Krell, like he's, you know, he wanted to, he's like, there's a dark lord and I'll be his servant. You know, I'm going to go work for him. That's not Barriss's aim. Barriss's aim is to show what that the Jedi are doing is wrong by doing the same thing that they're doing. But, you know, it, it's just, it just seems like two inconsistent ideas there. Incons- inconsistency, you see? And and I I feel that. I think that that those are those are legitimate gripes. It feels um, like they wanted to have like Barris have the smoking guns with her lightsabers because that was like the like clear thing that could like frame her as the evil person. They also feel like they wanted a lightsaber battle in the final episode of the season, so I they're mean, like, duh, put those two together. It's it's really dumb, but like I understand why they no, did she it. can have them. She just doesn't have to say the line. I think they fit me better. Like, yeah, like they really is- don't. <laughs> Maybe also, she likes curved stash them somewhere. Get a safety deposit box. Oh. Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, you should have gotten rid of them. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pep says, uh, one of the one of my biggest pet peeves is how so many people blame the Jedi for acting on the evidence they had and don't blame Barris for actually framing Ahsoka. Oh, now I, I I agree with that. To a point, I think the Jedi Order, with everything, yes, it looks obvious that it was Ahsoka, but let's think about this for a second. The reason that they came to the conclusion is that their judgment has been clouded, their forcibility, their insight has been clouded this entire time. They don't need to use the force, though. But, I mean, they didn't but, do the Jedi didn't do any investigation because they go mm-hmm. from talking to Anakin and Plo Koon to uh, to uh, talking with the the Council, having Tarkin say, "Oh, you should turn her over, expel her from the Jedi Order," and then they're like, "Call Skywalker and his apprentice to the Judgment Chamber." Like, if y'all mm-hmm. had actually talked to Ahsoka. And yeah. actually, like, let her process things. Well, she could have been like, "Well, Barris told me to go to the uh, to the foundry," and then they're like, "Barris." They go talk to Barris, mm-hmm. and instead of Anakin showing up, you got Mace, Windu, Yoda, and Anakin, and then she's just and gonna Obi-Wan. be like, "Well, it, no, no, he was he, he wasn't no. on planet at this point. I don't think. No, he was hologram. Oh, no, no yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I made mm-hmm. the comment when we were making the the no, the note. but he comes back for the trial. He's not there for the first <clears> half of the episode, but he comes back for the second half when he's when it gets put on trial. So you can't you can't blame the Jedi for not investigating something that they don't have the jurisdiction to investigate. Yeah, but the well, they, they have Ahsoka in their custody. 
they can talk to Ahsoka. They didn't until they brought her in the judgment chamber, and they had already made a decision at that point. If you already have a judgment made up, the questions you're asking aren't genuine. You're just trying to confirm what you already have decided. And no, go ahead. Sorry. They also the only person who actually done any investigation in this is Anakin, and there's a reason they called Anakin in because he's good at investigation. He's good at he's figuring out all that criminal criminology stuff. And yet, when he presents all the stuff, they're dismissing what, what he's saying right out of the hand, like all the evidence. They don't even it, give him a chance to say yeah, the evidence. Yeah. It also shows just like how too reliant they are on the force, too, instead of just like opening their eyes and like mm-hmm. just studying like what exactly is in front of them. Because like, and honestly, like if your if your vision is clouded in the force, then you should be able to like pick up on that and then avoid using it. Like especially in like a crisis, in like this type of crisis where like you're like you're under attack and you're like on your home turf. I think we're we're mis we're mistaking though what the Jedi were actually ruling on. Well, they were expelling her from the order, but they were still working on the information that Tarkin had presented without doing anything on their own. They were letting Tarkin dictate the expulsion because they're like well if we don't then it'll look at opposition to the senate good oppose the senate if they're not doing the right thing now my here's a question for you guys though um let's let's say there is a crime and a priest is is involved being framed would you want that being investigated internally by the church or do you think they should be? I see. In... I see. I see where you're going. I see. So I, 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 that's that's where I fall back. And I'm not. I'm not saying that that the Jedi made the right decision. No. I'm saying with the information at hand, um, and considering all the factors, I do believe that they acted the best that they could with the information they had at that moment. I'll, I'll raise. You can't this. have a. Uh, Oh, they're at a different temple now. Don't worry about it. (laughs) No, I'll raise this, though. Okay, so Tarkin says that the Jedi wouldn't be uh, impartial. But would he? Because these are crimes against the Republic. He is a high military man in the Republic. He can't prosecute Ahsoka because she's not a citizen of the Republic. She's in the Jedi Order. She's under the Jedi Order. So yeah. she can't do anything. They can't do anything without their permission. So at that point, if you say the Jedi aren't impartial, the Senate's not impartial, then you bring in a third party to do it. It's one of the reasons why when you have uh, lawyers that are brought up for you know, like disciplinary issues, you have regular everyday citizens that are doing this and not just other lawyers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And I think the other thing is, is with the Jedi, we start to see them. I think this is a big block to fall, especially with their judgment and stuff like that. And it just goes to show how, how truly blind they were. And and how much they are like the dark side has clouded their judgment. Like it even starts in episode two and episode three. Like they, it's mentioned. Like their their abilities have been wavering for a while. Um, and like I think it's funny that they built over a Sith shrine, and then they're like, oh, like. I wonder why we can't use like why we're having trouble with the force because you built a your fucking temple on top of a Sith shrine, you morons! Like, what well, we God. the clouding didn't uh, that, that temple's been there for thousands of years. Yeah, and yeah. you know the clouding started a lot a lot more recently than that. No, but I when it when it comes to, I, I mean, I think there's a difference between saying Tarkin couldn't be impartial and someone like Anakin, who's her master, or Plo Koon, who found her, or, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a personal relationship there, uh, more so than just being involved in the entity. Even Mace Windu yeah. mentions that earlier in the episode. He's like, he's like, we shouldn't send Anakin on this like, mission for the investigation. Obi-Wan is the one that speaks up for him and puts him on the investigation. Mace Windu was like, I don't want Anakin here, period. He's, like, too tied to Ahsoka. And, I mean... So I'm not saying Which is what got them put on the case in the beginning because right. they were like a Jedi could have done this. We need to be objective and think, yes, this is a possibility. So that's why we're going to put you guys on it because you were off planet. Um, I know I, I am a fan of the trying to take the objective approach. I'm just saying that before they expel Ahsoka, that they do a little in inner uh, investigation to just make sure that expelling her is the right thing yeah the, I, because, I, and as tarkin as tarkin as the prosecutor he should not be leading the inve- investigation like your investigation no but he took, he took over the matter from the jedi he shouldn't be the prosecutor in that case he should either be the lead investigator and be like the chief witness or he should be uh, the prosecutor and someone else is in, investigating. He's just bringing what they found because at oh, yeah. that point he's just building his case. Also, it's it was weird that Palpatine was involved at all, <laughs> and, and, and that's the other thing. Like, Palpatine, Palpatine's essentially the judge here, while the those other four or five people were the um, uh, were the jury. Pal- Palpatine as the judge is going to be impartial. Like this is Anakin's apprentice. Anakin, his like protege his 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 surrogate son like not they're, to they're mentioning the chancellor of the republic which was just attacked oh, right yeah. and and <laughs> then you could tell by his speech before they went to deliberations like 
Come on, y'all. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> so, yeah. so, speaking... so, so then that becomes the point. You know, this whole thing is showing that the the Republic is in full control of this show, of yeah. the Jedi's involvement, keeping them at bay, of um, keeping all of the evidence and providing what the Jedi Council saw and knew. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think that goes to stand for the corruption of the Republic more so, and not that the Jedi are without fault or anything. No. I just mean, I've they were being victims of the same thing too. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, so talking about Palpatine though, what like what do you think Palpatine's thoughts on Barriss's actions were? Do you think he would have been impressed? Do you think he would have been like, oh, this is exactly like. This is like this just makes my plan even better. Like this is fitting in perfectly. Now they're infighting. He was probably sipping on some rose, having a good old laugh about it. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tonneray wine. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm about to stock up on this. Well, Alderanian, Alderanian wine, the finest wine in the entire galaxy. Like I said earlier in the episode, it kind of it, it kind of brings Palpatine weirdly back to how he was in Phantom Menace, like. Yes, did he purposely do the Trade Federation invasion of Naboo? Yes, but did he also know that Padme was going to escape? No, so Palpatine had to adapt and change this entire arc, just like how he did in Phantom Menace. So it's like this interesting thing. He's like, oh, I didn't have this plan, but I can perfectly use this to my advantage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I personally don't like... You guys are saying like, Palpatine like, having like a happy reaction. I, don't like, I feel like he takes note of it and sees how he can use it. I don't think he pays much attention to bears or... Any, anything other he has like no emotional reaction just like this is a route to take and he he takes it oh, okay then yeah i was actually wondering like maybe uh like maybe he sensed like barris's like like how she like was in opposition against like the jedi's actions but then like uh basically kind of influenced her kind of like in whispers kind of just to take action like in this specific way maybe because i because i'm guessing like this would be barris would be something like he caught up he caught like maybe early on and then he was like trying to see like how he could twist it to like his own scheme i guess yeah. other than other than that like it could just it could just be nothing but like a happy like a happy accident oh yeah <laughs> i believe he was fully aware of it i yeah. i i honestly yeah. think he lit a fire underneath the Jedi Temple and was watching to see how things shake out, who's popping off. I think he knew when Prosit Dibs, the the 10th brother, started acting up. Um, I think the Inquisitorius was set up way too fast after Order 66 for him not to... Because Palpatine set up the Inquisitorius. Yep. um, Mm -hmm. And he turned it over to Vader. But like you know, he he had he had tabs on all these people. I'm sure he had yeah, them for a while. Waiting. That's probably all Mazamita does is like, he's, like <laughs> the, he's the gossip guy of like okay. yeah. <laughs> he hangs out by the water cooler. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely, no doubt. Um, but final question for this episode. So we we get the we we obviously get the reveal. Anakin brings in Barris. Everything is all hunky dory. The the Jedi look at this as a misunderstanding. They ask her back. Anakin says the or we they are asking you back, and she straight up says, "I'm 
I I no, I don't want any part of it. And we get obviously all of the edits that ever start with this scene, and it's um uh the fact that Anakin says this is your family, like you can't just leave your family, and the scene is so powerful. It's it's one of the hardest scenes to get through because it is it it, it, it begs the question do you think Ahsoka's choice to leave was a factor in Anakin's turn to the dark side I see this question asked all the time I think it's a very very important question because I it it can be you can make a case for it but I'm gonna leave it to uh, you guys to I want to hear your guys' thoughts I would say it's a contributing factor. Not like it's not like the the main one because the main reason he turned was to save Padme. But like Ahsoka leaving the Jedi, like I think it just strengthened like Anakin's like distrust towards them. Like 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 something he's had since he was found by Qui Gon and Obi Wan back then. Pat, I definitely think it, it, it's a very important factor in, in his journey down to the dark side. Because I've always said, like, Lucas does a lot of random things, but he doesn't do random things without purpose. And when they're making the Clone Wars series, he, they didn't have to give Anakin a Padawan. She wasn't there in Revenge of the Sith. They could have just kept him being a lone Jedi forever. But at the beginning of the Clone Wars movie, um. Yoda specifically mentioned it's a lesson for Annika on how to let go. And that's the problem with Padme. He can't let go of Padme just in order to make sure she's alright. And this is where he starts failing in that lesson. Because if he, if he was able to completely learn this lesson, he would, the revenge of the Sith doesn't happen. But this, uh, it's like a how to leave the Jedi Order so he can fail that lesson. So he can become Vader. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, uh, St. Pat. Like, I think, um, you know, like we read in the Brotherhood book, you know, he, at the beginning, all of these things were in alignment. And so he didn't have to think about it. He didn't have to choose. He didn't have to let anything go. If I took care of Ahsoka, if I helped out the Jedi, if I helped out Palpatine, you know, if I did all of this stuff, it would all serve Padme, it would all serve the Republic. And all these things are slowly heading in different directions. And this is, you know, so he's spinning these plates and they're slowly starting to fall. So it's definitely a contributing factor. Um, but it, in the end, you know, we know that, you know, Palpatine is intentionally pulling on very specific strings. So I wonder had she stayed, maybe he would have got through her through, <laughs> through Ahsoka Maybe it would have been Ahsoka on Invisible Hand that he's saying to leave behind. You know, I, I don't know. There, we, we, he could have played it many different ways. But I do, you know, wish, and I think we all wish that like, he would make a better choice. I wish he would have looked at that, her saying that, understanding you don't always have to be the sun dragon. Just leave, <sighs> oh. goddammit. You know, like he just needs yeah. to leave and form a private security company with Rex and uh, yep. and just like have have adventures um just just doing stuff around the galaxy there you go chris i don't think so 
I and, and the reason why I say that is, I mean, obviously it comes after uh, Revenge of the Sith has happened, but additionally, I don't think even if she stayed, it would have changed the outcome. It would have just been okay. Ahsoka gets killed at the temple, and that would have been a very emotional fight, and then we would have been even more tired by the time. Um, <laughs> Uh, Anakin versus Obi Wan happens yeah. after we're all just crying our eyes out because Ahsoka just died. Um, but then I think that if he had left the Jedi Order and then turned to the dark side, as instead of turning to the dark side to leave the Jedi Order, then I think you it, it would be a stronger factor for me um, because he's like, well, Ahsoka left the Order. Because the Jedi Council didn't trust her, and they alienated her, and they abandoned her when she needed them, they're gonna do the same to me. So I should just go. So like kind of like Count Dooku. His, hmm? So kind of like Count Dooku. Yeah, like if that was her, re- if that was Anakin's reasoning for turning, not like say, trying to save Padme, then I would say it was absolutely a contributing factor. Other than that, I was like, it's kind of like an optional side quest in in, in yeah. a video game, like. Yeah, it can help, but you don't need it. Harris, Char, your thoughts? I, I was about to, I was on the under. I didn't know. I didn't know Chris was gonna go that route. I was about to literally say exactly what he was gonna say because, like, like, is Ahsoka important to Anakin? Yes. Would it matter in the long term to his like to the dark side? No, because I think no matter what, Palpatine was gonna come up on top. I think. Palpatine would have probably, like I said, like had like probably have like the speech of him abandoning her on invisible hand, or he would have killed her at the temple, or Palpatine maybe would have took her out somehow. You never know. Palpatine always has one thing up his sleeve, and Anakin was getting manipulated since he was at nine years old. Palpatine was on a mission to get him to the dark side, and it was going to happen no matter what. Char agreed. Um, I think her, her leaving the order. Um, itself, like uh, alone, it's sad, but I think it just prepared Anakin for what was to come. I mean, before we had Clone Wars, we already knew that he was going to fall to the dark side, and even after Clone Wars, we knew he was going to fall to the dark side. So, very similar to what Harith was saying, his turn was going to happen no matter what. Yeah, yes, it's sad, and that Anakin's whole purpose of turning to the dark side was saving the people that he loves and of. A, f- a failure to let go and obviously that was the the main point of like i couldn't save my mom from dying and i also couldn't save i couldn't stop ahsoka from leaving the order so it's like two different things because the reason why he turned was to stop padme from dying while ahsoka just left so it if it, it was for a different reason but it was the fact that Anakin was guilty in the sense of not having the ability to keep her or to convince her to stay. So Bless. I would say it's 20%. It has nothing to do with it. When it no, 20%, it plays a role in Anakin's turn. 80% doesn't matter. Yeah. But also to, to that point where Ahsoka is still alive. And as we know now through the siege of Mandalore, he knows where she is and how to get in contact with her. And there's, you know, going to be another confrontation if, or not confrontation, but another meeting if, you know, 
but when Ahsoka arrives with Maul, so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, he turns even when Ahsoka's back with him. <laughs> I think it has the smallest, smallest thing because you have to remember he has this conversation with Obi Wan in that lost uh, Utapau arc. Mm-hmm. He says. We we turned our backs on Ahsoka. Like what what makes it any different? And Obi Wan tries to justify it. And Anakin at the end of the day is like, Well, it's just like if I were to turn to the dark side, what would you how would you feel? And he and we get that line, uh that will never happen and or something along those lines. Well, I would say it's he's talking about leaving the dark side. He's talking about he was one of us. What happened if I left the order and left you behind? Well, well, yeah, it became a, a, a huge disappointment. Yeah, right? a huge. Disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it has a little bit, but on the overall, him turning the dark side, he would have turned to the dark side regardless. I think it is an interesting plot of where he—that's one of the starting dominoes into his distrust. Of the Jedi and the Jedi Order. Uh, I'll, I'll, my, the, the illustration is coming through my head is that Ahsoka leaving the Order is like the Coca-Cola that you put in a Long Island iced tea. You know what I mean? Like, yes, a little, little bit on the top. Uh, yeah, it's like the chair. It would be like the chair. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah, it's just another thing that adds on. I mean, obviously, we see his distrust. You begin even before this situation. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It starts with um, uh, Obi-Wan going on on his own. I was literally going to mention that. And th- that's one of the main, that's one of the ones that starts it. And then and the Reiko this- Hardin arc? Yeah, the Reiko Hardin arc. Yeah. He goes, he goes, what do you know? Like he starts, he starts pointing out to Obi-Wan. What do you even know? That the council isn't it, like he's already being distrust distrusted within the order at that exact moment. So I mean, even starting then and now this, and then it just builds. It's the, it it builds to the culmination of him turning. Is it the main reason? No, absolutely not. Because he's all he's going for. He's going for power. He's going to try to save uh, the ones he loves, and that's the main domino. Does he? Does it have like a a butterfly effect a little bit? I think so. Yeah, I was going to say, and of, of course, that Rekha Hardin arc uh, was confirmed by Dave Filoni to be 
the first attempt to actually turn Anakin. Yeah, exactly. So it's... Checking to see if he was ready. And I mean, looking at the Jedi Order, they make this mistake. And then Obi-Wan starts to question question the Jedi Council in Dark Disciple. So you see these 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 dominoes, these 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 things moving, these pieces moving. And it's like Anakin can see that wow, we're really we're really going to try to assassinate <laughs> Dooku. Like this is this is happening. Like they wouldn't have done this before the war. So something obviously them the war be, them being involved in the war is the number one reason why the Jedi Order failed. Hands down. And it's and it might have been their unwillingness to change, unfortunately, you know? But um I digress. Uh it, it, it I think it's it's a factor. Is it a big one? No. It's just it's just like the, the cherry on top. It's but, just another thing that, that pushes him. I would say to Chaka's description, I would say that's just also how I describe the Clone Wars in general. Yeah. It does a really good job of adding that extra kick, like, oh god, but it's not at all necessary to Anakin's fall. No, it yeah. spices it up. Yep. I mean all this all of this is a is a, a plan by the Sith that is thousands of years in the making. <laughs> yeah, not even just the Clone Wars, the whole entire prequels. Everything no. in the prequel era. Yeah. But it's it's like giving people like here's two choices. They both suck. But if you don't make a choice, it's even worse. worse. What <laughs> yeah. are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, Jar, uh, that's gonna be it for breaking down the arc. Well, we got one more thing though. Oh, do we? Oh, Pat. yeah, that's right, Pat. Sorry, or two more things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Go Chris, ahead. you want to go first, or do you want? Oh, we need Chris to finish off his his lawyer discussion. Page <laughs> number one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no. This is what so, I've been waiting for. So the case against Ahsoka is not great. If you want to say that she's responsible for everything, then you start off with, okay, what is her motive for bombing the Jedi Temple? Like, you can say the means is taken care of by, you know, like she set it up with Letta to frame Jakar and everything like that. Sure, means and opportunity. But what is her motive? They don't talk about it. Now, they talked about the reason for killing Letta. They're like, oh, well, she was your accomplice. And and the first thing they held her on was like, oh, you were angry at her for what you did, so you killed her. But she didn't. And you're saying that, okay, she escaped. If her, the camera's still working on her at the time, you can look at the scene before when Anakin is there. She pulls the key card. Does nobody go check out her cell to see that there's a key card there? Because Barris can't still be there. Otherwise, they would have found her or someone would have seen her. Did you not interview the clone troopers that were taken out? Did they all say that, oh, yeah, it was Ahsoka Tano? Like, you know, they're still relatively conscious. They're moving and trying to get up. So they didn't get force choked out because they're still going. Um, you you go on to the foundry the or the whatever it's called, that situation where they find her with the explosives. Just because she's there does not mean that she's the one that set them up. I'm sure a galaxy far, far away got some fingerprint analysis. 
But even besides that, and this is why I'm saying the Jedi Council should at least talk to Ahsoka, because how did she get there? Barris. But if the Jedi Council talked to her and she was like, yeah, Barris told me that she did some digging and this is where we go. They go talk to Barris. There you go. Padme or Anakin, when they're talking to Ahsoka, if they actually get to talk to her, find out that information, then Anakin confronts her sooner. They're just so everything that they build the case on Ahsoka with is circumstantial evidence. The most that they see her do is when Letty's getting choked out. And even then, you can see the look on Ahsoka's face, and you could even, you would bring up a Jedi or someone knowledgeable in the Force to talk about, like, yeah, it's entirely possible that someone else was doing it, because I, I'm sure there were many clones that could attest to, yeah, the Jedi weren't even in the room, and they threw someone across the hall. Like, you know, it, it, it's, everything is built on a presumption of guilt instead of proving guilt. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see that as the best way to get Ahsoka to where she's being disillusioned um, with with the Jedi Order. It would have been much better if you were building up that case for her to be disillusioned with the Jedi throughout Season 5 and showing like her being like, this war is wrong. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Sorry, I don't mean to take over. No, I you're good. Say, I, I do. <laughs> I, I agree with what you're saying, uh, but I, I think the majority of the holes in the case don't exist as holes within the case within Star Wars. I think they were holes within the writing of the episode. Mm. Also, Element is making a good point from the chat. <laughs> But along with the very first thing you said, though, um, at the the first episode, they did talk about how many Jedi were having were struggling with the war and becoming political idealists and bringing it upon Krell and you know what I mean. So I, I, she specifically hadn't shown that motive um, at that point in time. She did kind of say. Stuff that was kind of troubling in that direction in conversation after the funeral, but um, but I do believe the motive was potentially there or could be argued, probably not well, <laughs> but yeah, but they, I mean, granted, that could be a writing thing that they didn't, you know, even show that, but you know, even Tarkin, when he, he's doing his, his opening statement, doesn't even try and make that the, the case as to why. Ahsoka would be disgruntled with the Republic. Yeah. You know, that's Anakin talking a couple episodes earlier to her. Pat? All right. My turn? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Pat's, like, Pat's like, I need to start now. <laughs> it's only two tabs, I think. All right. Sure. So, episode 20, The Failing of the Republic... The wrong Jedi. So, this is a manipulation of justice on the Republic's fault. And like Chris said, it, uh, I titled the first bullet point, uh, Guilty Until Proven Innocent, and then I got fear-mongering for later. So, for this first tab, uh, Target states facts, but none of this time that we see, I mean, maybe it's happening off-screen, I don't know, but 
We've never seen Tarkin actually present physical evidence. He talks about mind tricking. Uh, mind tricking. He talks about um, hallway, uh, hallway scenes and stuff, like recordings and stuff. But he never actually presents it to anyone. And then, so when we get into the actual thing, Ahsoka can't even cross-examine the evidence, the military uh, Senate evidence, and even a military tribunal. That's Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, if you have any not, that's still part of due process and, and fair rights for a trial. That they, they get they get a chance to cross examine the evidence, but there's no evidence actually being presented it's presented. It's all by word of mouth from Tarkin. Um she also has a little time for defense prep with Padme, because it goes right from um Padme showing up, them talking a bit, to being right into the um into the courts. And then also, no one mentioned Ahsoka being off-world at all. The whole point, like we were saying, that she did Anakin and Ahsoka were brought in because she was off-world on Kenanuria. And if she's off-world, that means any communications that she sends from the the, uh, the Venators goes through secure military comms, which they have records of. And if they, man, if they take the time to scrub through the messages, even if she's spliced them and hidden them, They'll still be found. It's, it's the military uh, buffers and um, firewalls are there that would kept the information. So no one took any time at all to actually double check any of any of the evidence that's going on. And it's just it's just getting her the passes. It's just finding the quickest path to a guilty verdict. And talking even wants to go all the way to death. So and then. The last one, fear mongering. I gotta go to my uh, buddy Sheev. Uh, Sheev is to- a total biased judge in this thing. We talked about in Christmas uh, um, with the, his speech before they go about. He leads right into doubt, and he goes from he goes he goes talking about this Jedi who's been anchoring Skywalker's Padawan, who saved him multiple times, and connecting her to a ter- separatist terrorist plot. Like, it just makes that jump right. And one thing, even though it's public history that she has history saving him, that she has history doing jobs for the council, and she he's giving her commendations, and he just automatically like links her to the separatist right away, and no one bats an eye out that, and it's total fear mongering, um, puppeting, and the abuse of power by the chancellor of the republic, and that is it. That 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 is my republic slander for this episode. <laughs> Well done. I will. I will allow it because it goes with the arc, but never again, Patrick. <laughs> no, you missed it. When Pat came on, the first joke I said is, "Look, the separatists have won the war." Yeah. Well, um, Charb. Because of Obi Wan. You see my name? No, no, that's Chaco's name. Because of Obi Wan. Oh. Um, Charb. Three interesting facts. All right. Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 33, Ahsoka leaving the Order Edition. Fact 1, an homage to a filmmaking legend. The four episodes of this arc are all named after Alfred Hitchcock films, which is Sabotage, 1936, The Man Who Knew Too Much, which is obviously The Jedi Who Knew Too Much, To Catch a Thief, and The Wrong Man, which the episode is The Wrong Jedi. Fact 2, a gigantic clone memorial. 
The monument at the center of the Republic military base plaza is an enormous slab of Geonosian rock that lists the names of all the, of all the clone troopers that fell in action in the first battle of the Clone Wars. Fact three, maintaining the emotional tone. The traditional end credits music for the episode has been changed to better preserve the emotions of the final scene. Rather than Iris out of the end credits, the final shot fades to black. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the Ahsoka leaving the Order. Can I have an honorable one? Because actually, do you have an honorable mention for an interesting fact? I know I'm not going to So this is, this is the first ever Clone Wars episode to have a full orchestra. Kevin Kiner actually had to pay out of his own pocket to actually have a full orchestra for the episode. Mainly with uh, the final theme, that like final, like like that scene is the first time in all of Clone Wars and the, the only time for the animated shows you're going to get a full orchestra in animation. Also, another fun fact. This is one of the only episodes where you get to see like more than two seconds of the Jedi Council Chamber. And in every episode, you see time has progressed. First, there's one missing chair, one person missing chair, two, and then there's ultimate, ultimately three at one point where they don't have any council members in, in three of the seats. Oh. So I found that also interesting. Sorry, didn't mean speaking, to make it like Speaking of the council, I, I think <laughs> I have a, a idea on who voted to uh, expel and who voted to keep. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Keanu Moody, no, 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 I no, am no. going to. So uh, Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Plo voted to keep her. Yeah, absolutely. Mace voted to expel. Sicey Tin voted to expel. Keanu Moody. Yeah. Um, let's Shaki? see. I shocked T. I want to say gave her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Opal Rancisa said, get her out of there. Uh, <laughs> Depa probably went along with Mace. Yeah. Kit probably voted mm-hmm. for her. Eth, Koth, and Agon Kohler were like, get her out of there. Well, well, it, which is funny because I'm pretty sure circumstantial. After, this, <laughs> after this, after this episode is the, is the moment Eth Koth leaves the Jedi Order. Because he leaves the Jedi Order towards the end of the Clone Wars. I became um, a priest. Yeah, but you still got another year or so before that happened. Yeah. Uh, before the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah. You got well, a year or another year? six months. You got a year and six months. Time time is weird. Like, this whole trial thing happened in, like, three days. <laughs> no. <laughs> the no, other thing. no what kind of we... investigation happens in three days? Yeah, Again, the corruption of the Republic. Oh, don't get me started. He's not wrong. wrong. This is what we pick He's up. I have the lawyer on my side. I have the lawyer on my side. He's not. He's not. He's not wrong. But he acts as if the separatists did nothing wrong. It was the corporations. The sep- uh, there are no separatist centers involved in the, the war um, military leadership. That is true. That's kind of an issue. If uh, I, I do have one more fun fact to add, hey, six, there's six <laughs> interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc. He didn't know about it to know. Part 33, Ahsoka leaving the other edition. Yeah, you know, at, at Star Wars Celebration in 2015, um, Dave Floney got a question what happened to Barisafi, and that's where he confirmed that uh, they were originally going to have her blow herself up in her cell with nanobombs. <clears throat> And Dave was like, oh, oh hell no. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
no. and, and so while her ending is not confirmed, they've said no. I've made made it a point to that. That's not her. That's not her ending. And we um, could potentially. This is this is 2015, right? We potentially have more stories to tell with the character. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which leads us. And there you have it. Those are the six interesting facts about this. About <laughs> the <laughs> in the order. Uh, we did all hijack Char segment, which now, is great. Now we will go to our rankings. All of our guests, except for Patrick. Um, uh, have been on the podcast, but Pat knows how the rankings work. He's he's watched the show. He's been on the other side of the screen. Pat, I'll start with you first. This is what Grandmaster. All right, all right, right off the bat, Grandmaster. <laughs> my I preference. We have had seven out of how many? How many episodes are? How many arcs are there? A lot. A lot. Too many. A lot. So seven out of all those arcs. We have seven arcs that have had Grandmaster. I'd say we've covered about maybe 24 arcs so far. And it's about to stay at seven. (gasps) Mother of God. Well. (laughs) How uh, did you know what I was going to (laughs) say? Ven, your ranking? Uh, I would give it... It's. Ju- I'm gonna give it a Jedi Master. Like it's not. It's not Chef's Kiss. The uh, some some of the holes do like bring the ranking down a little bit, but it's. I mean, it's not too low for me to give it a Jedi Knight, honestly. So what? Wow, that. Yeah. Wow. Hot take. Do go on duel yeah. the ranks and say that. That'd be good. <laughs> You'd be perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, Brandon. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say it was. It, it's it's a it's a Jedi Knight one for me. Uh, no, oh, sorry, sorry, shit. sorry. Jedi Master. It's oh, Jedi I Master. say whoa. Um, Jedi Master for for the same for the same reasons. Um, because while watching it, I did see like the holes in the investigation, rather than a trial, which this would take years to happen. There, it, it's like a week. Um, you know, there's Big just certain... had 14 <laughs> trials. <laughs> new new Ray is still out there <laughs> doing his thing. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, the emotional weight 
um, the quality of, of the acting, the like, every all all of the all the meat is there and and beautiful and wonderful. It's, it's just some of the um, structure and framing that um, it does take me out at, at, at certain certain bits of it. But oh, yeah. okay, great arc though. I can tell you right now, it's not getting the grandmaster. I can tell you, I can tell you that this is not gonna join uh, number eight. Um, Chris. Padawan. And why did you pick this arc to come on? Oh, damn. Because he's oh. here for the smoke. You wanted Yo. the slander of this arc. Here's the thing. I love Ahsoka. She's my favorite prequels character. I was glad that she lived. But this arc and how the, the problems with, with Barris being a terrorist as one of the only Muslim coded characters we have in the universe. Okay. True. Uh, the yeah. holes with uh, the case against Ahsoka when they could have written a, a better one without having to make it as uh, complex as a frame job as it is. Um, like they were going for the emotional gut punch and uh, the high dramatization of this and they succeeded. But the road to get there was full of potholes, and I should know a thing or two about potholes. I live in Michigan, uh, <laughs> so I, I just it's it's like it's it's like no way home for me. Like, yeah, I got some of those like really cool, those really emotional moments, but man, the way to get I got there was rough, and not in like man, I'm, my emotions are being dragged all over the place. It's like anger, 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 sad. <laughs> wow i mean I, I can i can definitely understand that ranking and that's a fair fair ranking uh you're bringing in uh real life uh skepticism and and maybe misrepresentation um and i mean that that's that's definitely something that people should look at um like you don't have to have a perfectly no, uh, like legal argument in some of these things. I love the show Suits, and I know how wildly inaccurate that show is. <laughs> but like, yeah. you, you got to do better than that. Yeah, um, Harris. How in the world? I'm not even going to try to debate that one. You already could tell by my shocked face for like that entire duration of what Chris was saying. Where I was going to go with it. listening to me yell throughout while we were. I was listening it. to you yell throughout and the entirety of watching it. But I feel like, again, writing wise, you can critique nearly anything with like the same nitpick energy to anything in Star Wars. That's not a nitpick. <laughs> Those aren't nitpicks. Oh God! Anyway, I, I do. I do. <laughs> I do have to agree with with him that that those are on my master list of um, legitimate plot holes. Yeah, I agree. Great, great master. <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, uh, chart. Um, I'm giving it a Jedi master. Um, this arc really resonates with me, not because of like what happens, because I saw this on Cartoon Network when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was just so sad to see Ahsoka leave. So I'm not giving it a grandmaster. It is a it's a good arc. It's not a great arc. There's some stuff that you have to go over to get to the uh to get to the gut punch, but no yeah. Um, but so it's you're a, saying it's, Ahsoka, it's a Jedi Ahsoka. Knight then, not a Jedi no, Master. It's a Jedi Master. It's a Jedi Master. Okay. Yeah. 
just 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 solely on the fact that how much it means to me being a a an 11 year old kid seeing this yeah. on tv on cartoon network so um i'm gonna give it <laughs> i'll give it a jedi master it it is it, wow it, besides, making me look bad <laughs> besides the uh besides what chris has brought up uh, i i think uh there is a lot of issues. Uh, I think there's, there's, it could have been done. I don't know. Maybe well, I don't also, think it's a Jedi Master. I think it might be a Jedi Knight, to be honest. I, just because of everything that's been, because it, 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 it's, well, it, isn't it very important? Episodes. It's very important, very important uh, part of the Clone Wars as a whole. Yes, Harris, go. But I would like to add oh, when God, this was originally know. written, because here's the stickler with this art. Originally, when it was written, Ahsoka was not meant to leave the Order. That was a last-second change they added in the script during a rewrite. I so she was... didn't die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because originally Lucas wanted to kill Ahsoka. That was the original ending for her character, and Filoni <laughs> wanted to change it to her leaving yeah. the Order. But uh, uh, Ahsoka George would walk in and be like, "So how are we gonna kill her?" And then <laughs> Dave's like, "No, no." <laughs> uh yeah, I'll go Jedi Knight. It, it's it's a it's an important arc. Uh it it does a lot, but I mean there it's not it's not the strongest finale to a season that I've seen uh, of Star Wars. So I'm so I'm so I'm, I'm curious. I'm, stipping, I'm sticking with my Jedi Master because I, mm-hmm. I'm ranking this off of my enjoyment of of it. Yeah. And when this yeah, happened, it shook like it shook me. Because we didn't see her again, we didn't know she was coming back until until well into Rebels. You know what I mean? Like it was years when you were like, "Well, that's it," you know. And Mm -hmm. I I can't. uh, In the fact, and yes, yes, it was abrupt. Her leaving the order because they didn't build it up because they obviously it was a last minute thing. And that's one of the things that made it hit so so different. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very happy with with my ranking. I just wanted to yeah. say that's why I'm ranking it. No, so yeah, that's fair. Personal joy. That's fair. Yeah, that's um, fair. And some of the holes, like like that, how quickly this this fall happened, made it like what you've been building me up so for so many years of this character, and they're just gone now. And I may never see them again. Yeah, that was that was wild. And yeah. it, that goes for me. Like I give it Grandmaster because I I thoroughly enjoy this arc. And, That's awesome. And I just, yeah. as you see, you can see with my slide, I feel like all the plot holes just add to the, the for the story for the the state of the Republic. And that so yeah, because it's part of your separatist propaganda. But we won't. It's not we propaganda. It's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dooku up on his wall. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. What's Lena Bonteri? Never heard of her. <laughs> getting released about how the Republic was high and mighty, and then how they fell in corruption during the prequel era. Anyway, huh, that's kind of anyway, weird. Anyway, anyway. So uh, wait. So Luke, let me ask you this. So where do we have this arc? So we have three grand. So we have two grandmasters. Three masters, one knight, and one padawan. It's all dead middle. Average. Oh, no, 
Never mind. Maybe I do. do you know what? I'm the I'm the deciding factor. I will give it a, a Jedi Master, and I'll make it, it. That'll push the the Padawan has a you lot of weight behind it. Writes the you know the black votes. Shut up, <laughs> God! Why do you gotta pull that? What I gotta pull? What? Oh, I thought I thought to join we had to agree to the three fifths. No. No, I guess oh, not. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I, I will say that it probably ranks as a Jedi Knight because that Padawan is pretty strong, to be honest. I'd say it ranks as a Jedi Knight as the final ranking. Is that fair? We've that... never had a debate about a ranking before, so this is That's quite fair. interesting. I mean, really put assign a number to each one of them and just average it out. We got calculators on our phones. One, I I can do it right here. So, okay, go ahead. So uh, let's see. So Padawan's two. two. Right? So we have yeah. how many three? So how many Jedi Knights do we have? One Jedi Knight. I changed mine to a Jedi Master at the last. Okay, the so four fours. I'm a flip flopper. So Sixteen. Okay, John Kerry. Get off your fence. Sixteen plus a two. Yeah. Plus a ten, right? Yeah. Divided by how many? Of, seven. seven. It's four. It, it, it's Jedi Master. Yep. Okay, Jedi Master. There we go. Wait. Four Are Jedi there five Master. or there six? I thought there were six. Are there six? There's seven. seven of us. Seven. No, 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 not up us. Of, of, of the us ranking. rankings. There's five. Yeah. There's five. Also, also, we're not counting <laughs> Kenny's ranking because Kenny also gave it a Grandmaster. Let's no. not forget that ranking as well. Oh, be allowed to oh that no. Hey. <laughs> have saying. we ever put that in? No. No, we've we had before. We've that. had. We've had in previous Pod Ones episodes allowed the chat to have interference with it. All right. Stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to this... get you that Geeks and Grammar Gamers crowd. Oh, God. Please no. don't. We no. have no association <laughs> with that bullshit of a uh, shithole podcast slash entertainment they are terrible we are not one of those i just have to preface that anyway that's gonna be the end of the episode uh ben uh where can the good people follow you on the social medias uh you guys can find me at ben underscore skywalker on tiktok instagram and twitter pat where can you can find you you can find me on TikTok at St. Pat underscore Separatist Rebel on TikTok and then St. Pat underscore of stars on Twitter. Corruption is his favorite word. Um, uh, Chris, where can the good people follow you? Uh, you can find me on Star Wars Lawyer on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. And uh, check out my podcast, Too Black, Too Nerdy. The last episode is our interview with Shadow of the Sith author. Adam Christopher. Go read it. Go check out this chunky boy. It's great. It's a thick boy. It's great. Thick boy. Uh, Brandon, where can the good people follow you? I felt left out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, sorry, one, one last thing. Uh, isn't there going to be a big old fat stream with Chris this weekend? Huh? Oh, I thought you were streaming. Weren't you streaming Civ all day? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On Sunday. Sunday night. What time? Don't know. But Cal, Four, and I are going to be streaming Civ Six on Twitch. Sounds awesome. Fun. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Um, so I just I, I need you to, to to plug it because I'm gonna try to hop in there if I can. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm Darth Chaco on um, TikTok, Darth Chaco YouTube, Darth Chaco Seven on Twitter. Do the High Ground Podcast Wednesdays at 5:30 p.m. Pacific time. Congratulations and... on 100 episodes, by the way, buddy. Proud of you. Yeah, milestones. It's uh, whew, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also have Dyad in the Force uh, Saturdays at 5 uh, p.m. Pacific time. So. Uh, we would be honored if you would join us. Harith. You can find me at every Thursday here at Pod One. Sorry, Char, I'm sticking your shtick because now I go in front of you. I'm sorry. I take your shtick. You can still say the Clone Wars we watch. I'll give you that shtick, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at Harith Productions on TikTok. And yeah, that's basically my socials. You can find me here of edits on Twitter actually if you want my spiciness, but that's the one thing I'll give you. Don't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> All right. Char, where can the good can, people follow you? Good people, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at CharCharJ, as spelled right here. And you can find us every Thursday for our Clone Wars rewatch. Next week we'll be covering the Orders arc. Uh the, and what? Damn it. This is why we can't have nice things, Chris. <laughs> the back-to-back five slander episodes. We're slandering plot all the way. I was like, what? Going down swinging. God damn it. Um, I'm not going to be and... on a podcast for a while, so I got I to gotta get it in. And uh, you, can find, you can find Luke and I this Saturday, as we will be on with Chaco and his co-host, Element 7, at Diet in the Force. We're talking about Woo-woo. Kenobi, so you can find us there. Nice. Took the sails out of the wind. It took the wind out of the sails there, bud. I was gonna say that, but now I can't. Um, you can find us at the Pod Ones Podcast on TikTok, uh, Pod Ones Podcast on Twitter, and the Pod Ones Pod on Instagram. Uh, we should have an announcement. Uh, that I've been teasing on other podcasts and and other. Uh, things starting probably hopefully next week Uh, so be on the lookout for that Um, but that's going to be it thank you guys for coming thank you to the chat Um, we appreciate you guys Uh, if you have not liked the stream go like the stream we'd appreciate it um, oh, Chris, God. it's all Nemorians Chris. <laughs> Chris, 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 Chris you know that it's all Nemorians matter Chris is having oh the time of his life. Oh my God. Oh, All right. We have gone way too far now. Uh, for light and for life. We are all the Republic. And may the Force be with you. Always. Always. See you guys. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.